0: What if somebody came to you and said, why did Jesus come to earth? What would you say? What would be your answer? I suppose there are a variety of answers that people could give just from general opinion. And there are also a few ways to maybe answer this biblically. But I'm going to throw out a couple of, I think, kind of typical answers that, uh, that Christians might throw out there. One might be something along the lines of, well, Jesus came to make the world a better place which is actually not actually totally wrong. He came to be the light of the world and stuff like that. But here's the problem. Uh, number one, that's not totally true. So that's actually the real problem. But there's another problem to that is, let's say your friend is an atheist. They're like, hey man, I'm trying to like look into Jesus. And by the way, you may be listening to this podcast and you may be an atheist or someone who's not really sure about Jesus at least. And you might say, yeah, why did Jesus come to earth? Because if it was for him to come to make the world a better place, if that's your answer, Jesus came to make the world a better place, Then he didn't do a great job. I mean, look around. We got all kinds of murder and child abuse and sex trafficking and um, racial and ethnic injustice. And we got corrupt leaders in government and we got poverty and we got environmental problems. So if Jesus came to make the world a better place, then Jesus didn't do a great job. He said, okay, well, no, 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 it wasn't, I mean, it was kind of to make the world a better place. But actually, what he did is he came to show us how we should really live, you know, like what the right way is to live. And so I'm going to be like, okay, I mean, I guess that's fine. But there are tons of people who've been good role models. But you, if you're talking to me about Jesus, you're telling me I've got to pledge my entire allegiance to him. I've got to be wholly devoted to him. He's got to be my Lord and master, and you know what? I got lots of other role models. Like, I'd like to, a little bit of Jesus, a little bit of Gandhi, a little bit of Socrates, a little bit of Confucius, a little bit of, you know, like, let me just mix and match with whatever ideologies or whatever individuals I might want to follow. And you say, well, why did Jesus come to Earth then? Because that's actually a good point. Like, if he just came to Earth to make the world a better place, that was kind of a failure. And if he came to Earth to just show us you know, just to show us how to live or just to be a good role model morally or ethically. I mean, there's lots of good role models morally and ethically. So why did Jesus come to earth and what is it that makes him so special? Luke chapter 4 helps us to actually answer that question in a more compelling and meaningful and a unique kind of way. Um, I do want to say Jesus being a role model for us and Jesus making the world a better place are both in Luke chapter 4. In the first part of the chapter, Jesus goes toe-to-toe with the devil. He's out in the wilderness, the devil's tempting him, and Jesus deals with those temptations and uh, answers them and defeats the devil, basically, in this showdown uh, for righteousness, right? So that's pretty cool, and that's a Jesus sets us an example in that and is a role model. We might should have done the podcast about that because there's lots of great lessons. Read Luke 4, 1 through 11. Learn some lessons for Jesus about how to deal with temptation. Um, and at the end of the chapter... Jesus also does a lot of cool things. There are people who are sick, and he heals them. There's people who demon-possessed, and he casts them out. He's doing all kinds of amazing things. Um, but again, he didn't just come to make the world a better place or to alleviate temporal suffering. Actually, right in the middle of this chapter, Jesus tells us why he came Uh, And what his coming really means. And therefore, by the way, why we should take him seriously. So you may be sitting there again. You may not be a believer in Jesus. You may say, why should I take Jesus seriously? Why should I consider him to be my Lord? Why should I give my life to him? Well, Jesus is going to tell you. All right, so Jesus goes to his hometown of Nazareth. By this time, he's 30 years old. He's begun his ministry. He started preaching and teaching and performing miracles to show that he is not a normal human being. He's something different. He's something divine. And he goes to his hometown, shows up on the Sabbath in the synagogue, which the text says was his custom. And he gets handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And in verse 17, at the end of it, he says he opened the scroll or the book, Luke 4, 17, and found the place where it was written. So here's the significance to that. He didn't just get a sign like, hey, uh, Jesus, here's our scripture we're going to read today. Can you just read it for us? He looked for this scripture because he wanted to make a specific point from it. Listen to what he reads from. This is from what we call Isaiah chapter 61. So you can find that in your Old Testament, Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, And he sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. They were just captivated by what he had done. And he began to say to them, so that means that he had probably a longer teaching. It says he began to say to them, so this is probably a little short summary of whatever he taught. Verse 21, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Whatever it was that Jesus read from in Isaiah 61, Jesus says, It's happening right now. And presumably, by the way the text reads, he would have gone on to explain that in greater detail, which we actually get in greater detail throughout the Gospel of Luke in the live action story that gets told. But let's break it down just a little bit here to try to understand Jesus um, and why he came to earth. First off, we should understand who Jesus is. Verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Throughout the Bible, the Spirit of the Lord is this um, depiction of God's powerful, life-giving, transforming presence. It's where God is. And here Jesus claims that God was with him. This actually goes back to something in chapter 3, where when Jesus was baptized by John, not because he needed to be forgiven of his sins, but so that he could be confirmed as the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord, the Master, the Son of God. Whenever Jesus was baptized, the Spirit came upon him as sort of almost like a a coronation ceremony, right? This one is the son of God. And Jesus says, yeah, that's who I am. So that's the first thing you understand. I'm not just a humanitarian. I'm not just um, a philosopher. I'm not just a good ethical, moral character for you to emulate. I'm the person who God is with in a unique and special way more than any other human being in history. So that's actually our starting point for understanding why Jesus came is he was coming to bring God's presence into the world. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus is unique. Jesus is special. Jesus is a special and completely unique conduit between humanity and God. Now he goes on and says, "Well, Why why did God send me as this special conduit? Why is God bringing his presence into the world through me? He explains it in the next phrase. He anointed me. Put his spirit on me to preach the gospel to the poor jesus came to proclaim good news now we're going to explore more in later sections of the gospel Book of, of specifically what that good news is but the idea here is that god brought his son into the world put his spirit upon his son brought his presence into the world so that people could know there's good news in other words it's not so much to make the world a better place but to tell the world about a better place. To proclaim that there's a kingdom, there's a state of existence, there's a life that you can live outside of this broken, messed up world that you live in. He sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now the effect of that preaching, that message, this ideology, this um, declaration really of something better would have an effect. Look at what it says. He He sent me to preach the gospel to the poor He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Jesus came to preach the gospel to help people who are in trouble. He used these metaphors of blindness and um, captivity, prison, um, even extreme destitution, and says, I've come to give hope to those people, to give light to those people, to give freedom to those people. And it's not through feeding them physically or even just giving them physical sight. But remember, this is all predicated upon his preaching, his declaration, his proclamation of this good news that God has come into the world and that God is going to do something for the people who are in such dire straits. The third thing that we learn about this is that Jesus didn't come just to do the work himself. Now, I know you say, well, that's not in the text very clearly. I do see that Jesus himself is God's powerful presence. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus. God's presence is in the world through Jesus. I see that Jesus came as God's representative to declare God's work and God's plans for people to liberate people out of the world, not to necessarily fix the world, but to actually liberate people from these things. I see that. This good news will liberate people. It'll give them light. It'll give them hope. It'll give them freedom. But I'm going to suggest to you another layer here that actually you have to go back to Isaiah 61 for, and I'd encourage you to do that. But in Isaiah 61, this prophecy about the Messiah isn't just about the Messiah. It's about how the Messiah would come and do all these things for people, liberate people, save people, give them joy and gladness in place of their grief and, and free them from all the bad things that were tearing them up and oppressing them. But then at the end of that text, or actually more toward the middle of it, it says those people will be called oaks of righteousness. They'll be freed from their oppression and their destitution and their desperation and their imprisonment, all those bad things, not just to enjoy freedom for themselves, but they'll become something strong, like an oak of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And then it goes on to say, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be known as ministers of our God, and you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will bind up the broken. Here's the picture, actually. What Jesus came to do was not just to rescue people from the devastation of sin, from the fallen nature of this world. Jesus didn't just come to rescue us from that, but he came to rescue and revolutionize lives to make us into something different so that we could actually extend His message out. This is why when you read through the New Testament, there's lots of language about um, people being filled with the Spirit. That's not language about having magical superpowers, but it's actually something way more significant and important. It means that God is with you. And if God is with you, maybe not to the same extent, but in a very similar way as He was with Jesus, then your mission has to align with Jesus' mission. That just as Jesus came to bring God's presence that would declare the gospel and bring healing and hope to people, then if you're with Jesus, you're a part of that too. You can't fix all the things in the world. You can't eliminate poverty. You can't fix all the environmental problems that we face. You can't fix injustice. You can't make every person behave morally. You can't do that. But what you can do is help people see the light of the good news of the gospel of the Son of God. That's what we're trying to do. And that's actually what this podcast is about. That's what our website, The Way BK, is about. That's what, actually, if you're a Christian, that's what everything is about. Not necessarily trying to just be a good role model. We want to be good role models. And it's not necessarily we want to make the world a better place, although as much as we can, we want to do good and help make this more tolerable and bearable for the people that we know and love around us. But most importantly, we are here following after the example of Jesus, following after the mission of Jesus who came to earth to declare people that there was something good coming. And if they'd get ready for it, they could enjoy it, and they could be set free from the things of this world. That's why Jesus came to earth, and that's why his people are on earth today, to proclaim the good news, to proclaim liberty, freedom, sight, and healing, to rebuild what was broken, to preach the gospel.